What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. Now, I think we've all heard about the Uvalde, Texas tragedy, the 19 children that lost their lives. Terrible, terrible story. I'm not going to go too in depth, but it does make me question what the United States is going to do next, right? What are the steps that we're going to take to ensure that kids are safe when they're at school? Obviously, fix up the gun laws, but I don't think they're going to do that. Because they have yet to do that. This is not the first mass shooting. This is also not the first mass shooting that has taken place in a school. I think that they need to buff up the security within schools. Why is it, why was it that easy for somebody to walk into a school building with a gun? I read an article that said that he walked in through an unlocked door. There should be no unlocked doors. Second, I don't know why schools are full of administration and one dumbass security guard, two dumbass security guards. Take the police off the streets, stop the drug busts, stop the traffic stops, and get them niggas in the schools. There should be a police officer at the front of every motherfucking door. Honestly and truly, it's sad that I would say that the schools need to be armed like this, but the I, I don't even know whose bright idea it was, but I'm seeing some discussion about arming teachers. Like, fuck arming teachers. Take them niggas that are already armed and put them in positions to protect the students. I think that's what needs to be done. There should be metal detectors inside of schools. It, I, it's fucked up that this is the conversation that we need to have because school should be one of the safe places to send your kids, but apparently it's not. So buff up the security. You know what I'm saying? I say police all throughout the school. When I think back to my time in school, elementary through fucking high school, it was pretty easy to get on and off campus. Shouldn't be possible. Shouldn't be that easy. Like kids should be scared to want to leave off because the police are right there ready to tell their ass to turn the fuck around. You know, drop the fucking weak-ass administration, drop the fucking weak-ass security guard, drop the fucking weak-ass one police officer for thousands of students, Buff that shit up. And now that I think about it, there weren't even security in elementary school. There just needs to be. That's the, that if, if anything, there should be more security within elementary schools because these kids have lives that they need to live, that they deserve to live. It's so sad. All right, so that's what I think that we should do. Buff up the security within schools. Now, I read an article that tried to humanize the mass shooter talking about the nigga was getting bullied. Nigga, everybody gets bullied. I want to know the correlation between getting bullied as an 18-year-old and ending up in a motherfucking elementary school. What's the correlation? What the fuck did the elementary schoolers do to you? They should, that, need, that shouldn't even be a fucking... Don't even post nothing about the nigga was getting bullied. Don't post nothing about the nigga was broke, the nigga was poor. You know how many motherfuckers is poor and broke and still ain't gonna do no shit like that? I don't need to know nothing about what that nigga was going through before he went and shot up the school. What I need to know is how the United States is going to handle this situation. Makes me scared to be a parent. I mean, I'm not a parent, y'all know, but y'all know I'm an aspiring one. And looking at situations like this, it's just clear that life is so crazy. Life is so unsafe. You know, at a point in time, I really didn't want to be a parent. A lot of me not wanting to be a parent had to be with, had to do with the fact that I knew how fucked the world was. And I thought it would be stupid of me to bring a child into a fucked up world. You know, on top of all the bullshit that I was dealing with mentally, emotionally, and not knowing how I would be able to, excuse me, not knowing how I would be able to raise up a child with my fucking mental all over the place. 
And it's bad enough that I would have to deal with that, right? I also got to deal with the, the motherfucking demons that walk throughout this world doing fucked up shit. Um, it's, it's, it's such a tragedy. It's so fucked. And I really do send my condolences to the parents that lost their kids, um, to the family of the teacher that lost her life. And, um, it's to, to the, to the students in the school that lost friends. It's all terrible. It really is all terrible. And USA do better. Like, every time I get on here, I got to talk about the motherfucking police department. I fucking hate the police. They were saying that the police... I don't know how accurate this is. I saw it on Instagram, but they were saying that the police were outside when the shit was happening. I even saw something that said the police... Some police officers ran in and got their kids and left the other kids. Like, niggas, fuck y'all. Why the fuck are y'all signing up to be in charge of protecting the motherfucking community... And when the time comes, y'all ain't protecting the motherfucking community. I don't like that shit. So I say I don't respect police. I really don't. Because I don't even know if the police would have been able to stop what the fuck happened. It shouldn't have even been anything that happened to begin with. Nobody should have been able to walk into a school with a gun. Get that shit under wraps. Why is it so much harder to walk into a club than it is to walk into a school like they pat you down at a club you got sometimes you got to go through metal detectors like school should have been buffed up the system the first time they said motherfuckers got shot up in the school all right that's how the fuck i feel about it i don't even know how what else you can say other than usa do better like do fucking better it's so embarrassing that not even embarrassing it's just sad to keep hearing about these these fucking tragedies we, we just talked about another shooting not too long ago I saw a post today from Quinta Brunson. She was saying somebody DM'd her and asked her to incorporate mass shootings into an Abbott Elementary season finale or some shit like that. To the person that sent that DM, first of all, they I guess their intention was they had hopes that her including that scene would possibly shake the government up and get the government to incite some change and and and. I don't know, work on the second. I don't know what the fuck they thought was going to happen. But to me, if the actual act of shooting alone is not enough to get the government to make some changes to our laws and to the safety of our children, then I do not believe that a fucking Abbott Elementary episode is going to do anything. These motherfuckers need to stop. That's why I say every time I come on here and I'm talking to y'all about the the rules, laws, and regulations I see, abortion being the topic of discussion but not how to make sure mass shootings don't happen again not being the topic of conversation it's out of this world i told y'all concerts for president 2020 i'll 2020 look 2020 concerts for president 2024 26 whatever get me up there because i'll tell these motherfuckers what the fuck they need to do okay it's just really sad we're going to pick up the, you know, lighten up the mood a little bit. I just feel like I have to address that shit that happened because it just shouldn't have happened. And I'm tired of being the person to address this shit. Who the fuck is in charge? Who the fuck is voting? Y'all know I don't vote. That's why I don't do too much political talking on here because I don't, I'm not in politics. But to the people that are voting, what the fuck are y'all voting for? I ain't seen no change being made with y'all votes. Y'all telling everybody to vote. To the ones that's voting, what efforts are being made? Who is being voted for? What are y'all doing? 
Was that ignorant? Probably so. They will tell you that my vote is needed to make change. Y'all niggas got to get that shit together. Okay. Um, We're going to pick up the mood a little bit. Let's go into the bowl. Actually, fuck the bowl. I picked something out, but fuck the bowl real quick. I actually, y'all, was driving today, right? And I was cranking Indigo by Chris Brown. The album, not the song. Although the song is the first one on the album. That album is one of the greatest albums of all time. That was a stretch. It's not one of the greatest albums of all time, but it was a good album. I was bumping that shit and I was like, yes, I love you, Chris Brown. Do y'all love Chris Brown? Chris Brown does definitely get the rock in. Um, I, I have this thing. Like whenever I drive, right? I tell y'all. I'm, a, I'm an AC bumper. When it's hot, I bump the AC. But today it was cool. Cool outside. Gloom, not gloomy, but like cloudy. So there wasn't too much sun, right? So I rolled my windows down. I turned on the hottest track on the motherfucking album. Which is Indigo. And I bumped that shit to the top of the motherfucking... As loud as the radio could go. As loud as my volume could go. And I sang that shit to the top of my lungs. I love to roll down my windows and let everybody hear that I'm bumping the best track on the on the street you know sometimes i feel like i'm in competition with the other drivers like let's see who's cranking the best song and not only let's see who's cranking the best song but let's see who knows all the words to the song that they crank in i'll be in my own little world when i'm driving like but yeah i'll be in my own little world when i'm driving just just i just feel like a superstar like yes bitch i'm in my car one hand on wheel volume on a hundred and none of you hoes look as fly as I do riding down the street. Okay? Don't let me play a fucking rap song. Because y'all know I don't really listen to rap like that, right? But when I play a rap song and I know all the words, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Like, I really feel like I'm top dog. Because it's like, yeah, Constance, Constance knows what the fuck she's doing in this car. I don't know. Music plus car plus a nice, clear, smooth ride just equals a good vibe. I started recently getting into Afrobeats. I've never really been... Like, prior to this year, I'd never really been into Afrobeats like that. Started listening to Burner Boy. Started listening to Kid. It's dope that the African culture is being embraced. And I love the vibe that Afrobeats gives me. Like, when I listen to Afrobeats, I never really feel like I need to know how to twerk or even dance. I feel very free listening to Afrobeats, right? If y'all y'all need to check out the song, the Sumba Remix. S-U-N-G-B-A remix with Burner Boy on it. That's a hot song. I think it's Sungba. That's how you say it. I don't know. It's, it's Nigerian music, so I don't know, you know, how how to how to say the word, but it's a good song. Y'all check it out. Okay. Now we can get into the bowl. Actually, no, we can't. So I'm looking at my phone, looking at my notes, thinking about the bowl. We got I told y'all I'm never prepared. I hope y'all never come to this show thinking, all right, let's see if Constance got it together today because I ain't never got it together today. Oh, my God. I actually need to shout somebody out. See? I got a fucking Apple podcast review. Five stars from Periodicals Love. 
They said, I know you want to listen to this podcast. It's always great vibes, welcoming energy, great and interesting topics, and such an open space for discussion and community building. Love listening to the pod, Constance. And I fuck with you, Periodicals Love. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to write this. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you keep on listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. What was I going to talk about beforehand? I'm F-R-E-E, fuck nigga free. I know y'all heard that song. Hey, shout out to the girl that wrote that song, Gorilla. She really shook the motherfucking table with that. I've seen so many motherfucking remixes. I'll tell you one thing. Females definitely dominate the rap game. Females are hot. Like, girls be good. They get in the studio and they do that motherfucker. No nigga would have ever thought, let me fucking come up with a fuck nigga or a fuck bitch free song. What the fuck would they call it? What's the opposite of a fuck nigga? A dumb bitch free song. They never would have thought to do that. Like a girl went in the studio and motherfucking killed it. And now I'm seeing everybody come up with their own renditions. The original obviously does still go. But shout out to Gorilla because she ate that shit. If you haven't heard that song yet, just Google fuck nigga free on YouTube or Google it. Google it on Google. YouTube search it on YouTube. And you will hear the song and it goes. I try to come up with my own rendition, but you know, I just, I don't want to. I don't want to murder the scene, right? I want y'all to leave in peace. And I feel like if I bodied my track, y'all would fucking die because I would kill the shit. So we're going to save it. I might show it to y'all at the end of the show. I might, I might, I might, I might. All right. Now we can get into the bow. What? Did I pick one up? No, I didn't. Menstrual leave in Spain. I saw that uh, Spain has enacted a menstrual leave law for women. That's dope. That's cool. I feel like if as a woman, you aren't already taking it upon yourself to take some time off when you get your period. You fail in the system. You you not taking advantage of being a woman. Anytime when I was working, anytime I got my period, the first day, especially because I do actually have cramps, I'll always call out. No questions asked. No questions asked. Once a month, I'm out. Don't care if PTO is option. Don't care. I'm out. <laughs> and it's always been great because I've had the luxury of having men as my bosses, right? When you tell a male that you are having menstrual cramps, they let you off. No question. They don't ask no questions. No follow-up questions. Just, all right, feel better. Talk to you next time. I love it. Take advantage of it if you aren't already doing so. If you got a male boss, when you want your period, text that nigga. Make sure you use the word menstrual. That really makes them uncomfortable. Use the word menstrual. They're going to let your ass off. No questions. Now, if you got a woman, I don't know. I've never used the excuse on a woman because I've, re- I've never really had male, bo- I mean, female bosses. Actually, I have had female bosses and, and they've actually let me go. Just use that shit. I don't know who's not taking that shit off. I get that it happens to everybody, but y'all got to start taking some time off. One thing about me, I definitely take time off. I don't care. As y'all can see, I don't I don't care even now. I love like just time to myself instead of giving it all to them jobs. I got on my um vision board not dying for work and I mean it. If I'm sick, if I'm not feeling good, if my head's hurting, if whatever, if I don't feel good, I'm calling out. So I take this uh, this time that I have now with no job as a blessing because I ain't got to worry about calling out. But you know what? I can't even call out out of this job right here that I got my podcast in. Like, I cannot call out. I can take some time off, off though. Like, what time is it right now? It's 530. It definitely took some time today to get my mind right. 
before podcasting early because I went to the gym and then after I went to the gym, I got some food and then I chilled and so I relaxed. But that's besides the point. Obviously, I can't take off of this job job. But if you work a conventional job, like a nine to five and you get a period, girl, take off if you feel it. Tell them my menstrual. Use the word menstrual. That really let them know, oh, she's serious. Pro tip, don't stay constantly. Never put y'all onto something. All right, back in the bowl. Oh my gosh, picture day. So you know, y'all know the other day we talked about, not the other day, a while ago we talked about black girl struggles, right? Black girl struggles, shit, probably even black boy struggles if you had hair. Black girl struggles though, picture day. I used to get my ass beat, not beat. My mom used to be mad at me the day before picture day. We always get into it because I will always wait to the last minute to tell her that it was picture day. But I didn't really think that it mattered that it was picture day because we never bought the fucking pictures. I remember one day specifically, I was on my way to the bus stop and I slipped up and said, it's picture day. She got so mad because my hair wasn't done. She, you know, yelled at me. I th- did she whip me? Probably didn't whip me. I don't think she whipped me. But she did yell at me, tell me to sit down and try to get my hair together. We just did a quick little press. I had a relaxer at the time. Boom, she sent me to school. Now, when you get to, I remember I wore a fucking, uh, it was like a blue American Eagle shirt. It was a cute shirt, whatever. When you get to school on picture day and you have a relaxer and your hair is flat ironed and you don't take a comb to school yourself, when you in line waiting for your picture, they start passing out these little dumbass combs, right? At least in Alexandria, in Virginia, they did. In Alexandria, Virginia, they did. Fairfax County, they did. Let me say that. They pass out these dumbass, little ass, tight ass combs, and they expect you to be able to get your hair together with that. My hair is so thick that that little ass comb never did shit for me. And the humidity of the school gym would always make my hair, you know, puff up a little bit. So I will always end up having pretty fucked hairstyles unless my mom, like, cornrowed it, braided it, put it in, like, some cute hairstyle for me. If it was just relaxed or flat ironed, the picture wasn't going to give. But the toughest part about picture day is that little dumbass, stupid ass comb that they gave us. Like they, they really didn't care about the black kids. Mm, 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 mm. I feel like I turned everything into a thing about race, right? I'm trying my best not to do that, but I just don't know how to speak about shit that doesn't relate to black people because I'm black, you know? But anyways, yes, I just remember everybody passing around their little combs. All the white girls, you know, slicking back their little hair, putting it in a ponytail. And me, I'm sitting here trying to push down my fucking roots, get that shit slick. And it ain't slick because the comb was tiny as shit and my hair was thick as shit. After that, I learned, okay, picture that you bring your own combs. A picture that you make sure your hair is right. Yeah, I said my mom never bought the pictures. We didn't buy the pictures. What used to happen was they would send the pictures home and then they would be like, take these to your parents and then let them take the pictures to your parents. So it'll be the proof with the watermark or whatever. Right. And then they'll be like, send us back the ones that you don't want. Send us back the ones that you don't want to pay for the ones that you do. We would end up just keeping the shit, not paying for it. Like my mom probably paid for like a couple when I was younger, when I was younger, 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 like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, we paid third grade on third grade on. We just kept the pictures, you know? So how was picture day for you guys? Reminisce, comment down below. Let me know if y'all can relate with the shit that I was talking about. Them little dumbass smile. The combs was like this big. That shit used to irk me. Y'all remember the lice checks? I don't know if like every school did them. 
the elementary school that I went to used to do lice checks. And I used to have, you know, cornrows, plaits, like every young black girl. And I used to feel a type of ways when they wouldn't even check me. They would check all the white kids. And I was excited, you know, as a kid, I'm like, oh, my God, this intricate process where they're checking us. I didn't really understand that light. I mean, I knew lights wasn't good. But I just wanted to feel included, you know. And I went to a predominantly white school. So I'm watching all the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten kids in front of me getting checked. They really checking their ass. They get to me. They just staying constant. I'm like, damn, you ain't even going to get me right. What if I do got lights? I never had lights, never in my life. But. That's not fair how they do to black kids. Check me. Get me right. You never know. I'm spending all this time with the white kids. If they got it, I might could got it. I might could have it. Get me right. They never check. They didn't even fake check. I would have fake checked the black kids. Like, put the two. I mean, it was popsicle sticks. I would have put the popsicle sticks in the black kid hair real quick and be like, are you good? Or I would have said, because the it was actually a black nurse that we had. He was I would have been like, sister, it's okay, you ain't got nothing. They didn't even say nothing. They just like constant go like, damn, all right. Clearly black people live a completely different life. Let's go back into the bowl. Ooh, a prenup. Are y'all signing a prenups with your partner? I'm signing a prenup with my partner. I with my wife, right? I think that prenups are important because I see marriage as a as a business and let's say things don't work out obviously you plan for the best but in case things don't work out you need to have some type of agreement that clearly defines what's going to happen when the shit don't work out especially if you plan on starting businesses with your partner a lot of us talk about creating generational wealth and and starting businesses and doing all of these things and being a power couple you starting this shit with your partner i think you should have something set in place to govern what happens when shit goes left right i just think that's the smartest thing to do that's when you get like getting into business with anybody right even if you don't see marriage as a business, if you're going into starting businesses, have something on paper that decides, okay, this person gets this if we split up, this person gets this if we split up. Same thing for like um, business in general, like fuck marriage, right? You should have a contract. Anytime you go into agreement, you sit, um, making an agreement with somebody, working with somebody, have a fucking contract. Because what happens if they run off on your shit? What happens if shit don't work out? You need to prepare for that in advance. We didn't do a reality TV recap, but reality TV recap, if y'all watch Bad Boys LA, they got in the studio this week, right? And they they dropped their track, whatever, whatever, whatever. Boom. I really respect the moolah for saying, all right, let's go handle the paperwork because I don't need for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years down the line, the shit pops and not everybody's trying to figure out how do we divvy up the money. Everything ain't about money, but you need to make sure that you have these agreements set in place written somewhere on paper so that... There is no arguing, no fighting at the end of it all when it comes to divvying shit up, right? I don't even think it's anything to take personal. It's just business is business. And this is a part of business. Niggas need contracts. I talked to y'all one day about, uh, what did I talk to y'all about? I talked to y'all about um, like social media influencers, right? For anybody that's watching, if you in a business and you seeking out um, influencers and you want to work with the influencers and you want to send them something, you should have a contract. I've watched so much Judge Judy in the past. All of them court shows, Judge Judy always asks, y'all got a contract? Y'all got a written agreement? Niggas got to have shit on paper for the shit to be valid. For if you telling me that this person did you wrong and you and you want X amount of money back, I need to see in writing. The judge going to say, I need to see this in writing. You need that proof. Them verbal agreements ain't going to cut it. 
Because niggas could say, well, I said this later on down the line. Just have it in paper so that there is no fucking problem. You get me? So anyways, with the influencers, a lot of people complain about influencers fucking them over, scamming them. Do you have a contract? If you have a contract and they sign on that contract, take their ass to court. I wouldn't even go to the internet to try to, to rile the nigga up. Get the contract that was signed, take their ass to civil court, and win the case because they said that they was going to do what the fuck they said they was going to do. You get what I'm saying? So back to the prenup, I would do a prenup. I would definitely do a prenup. And if at the end of the marriage, I don't have anything to t- to walk away from, what was me? Because I guess I didn't do anything throughout the motherfucking um, marriage. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't know why people are afraid of prenups. I think people are afraid of prenups. I don't know why people are afraid of prenups. It's nothing to be afraid of. Just sign the paper and keep it moving. The, moving. the relationship is going to last because that's what we're working towards. But in the event, it doesn't. Or you never know what might happen. It's there. Also, wills. I think, like, wills are definitely important to have. What's the, there was, there's like a will and there's something else that you can, is it like a trust? I don't know. But when you die, y'all got to have the wills right too because when my dad passed, he did not have a will. And we went through a lot of shit trying to divvy up stuff, trying to figure out who gets what. Y'all got to have that shit on paper. Like it, it seems like it's not important. It seems like one of those things you just don't have to plan for. But when the time comes, there will be a day when everybody needs to know Who's getting what? Especially in the case of a death. God forbid. Ain't nobody going to die soon that's watching this. But let's say you die. Hypothetically speaking. We rebuke anybody dying that's watching this. Okay. If you. Let's say you die. And you got a fucking car. And you want the car to go to like your mom or something. I don't know. But then your sister is like. No I'm taking the car. I guess it doesn't really matter because you did. But at the end of the day. What you wanted. Who you wanted it to go to is who it should go to. You know, you can you can decide that with that piece of paper. Where the mouth ain't enough because they're going to be arguing about it at the end. And you ain't going to be there to tell them, all right, this is what's going to happen. You get me? Y'all seen Fighting Temptations. I told you I really love the movie Fight Tempta- the Fighting Temptations. Uh, Sally had a will. You got to have a will. All right. Brief intermission? I think so. Let's run the brief intermission and then we'll be back. And we'll talk about more shit. Every time I start these episodes, I'm like, what direction am I taking this episode? What am I doing? I don't be knowing. That's why I really fuck with y'all for tapping in. Because it's like, you don't even know what you're really tapping into. Every episode is something new. But I fuck with y'all for fucking with me. All right. Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in. All right. 240-587-3186. Call in. Leave me a voicemail. And I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. And we are going to get into an advice column submission. If you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. All right. You can also click the link down below in the description box. I will take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission or you can click the link in my Instagram bio at Constance the Pod. Click the link in the bio. It'll take you to my advice column and there you can leave an anonymous submission. Okay. So we're going to get into today's voicemail. Shout out to you guys for calling me and leaving me submissions. Okay. This is today's advice column submission. At the time, we had been together for like three months. 
And, you know, I had ended up leaving my place to move in with him. And his lights were off. The water was off. Everything was off. And, you know, he didn't tell me when he moved me in the house. And I was upset. So I left the first time, ended up breaking in his house, coming back like 10 days later. And then the second time, which was Friday, well, he ran me over with his car prior to that. He was very abusive mentally, emotionally, and um, physically. So he ran me over with his car on Tuesday. We ended up breaking. I left on Wednesday, I mean on Friday, and um, he ended up just being real nasty towards me. So um, I was like, you know, maybe, you know, he's dealing with someone else. He had stopped sleeping with me, whatever, whatever. And I was just like, maybe he's dealing with someone else. But when I would address him, he was like, no, he's just stressed out. And he was in a four-bedroom house, no furniture, no food, no nothing. So I was like, okay, maybe something I'm doing wrong. So now, like, he's not talking to me or anything because he was like, I'm a narcissist and all of this stuff. And I'm not shit. I'm not worth it. And, um, yeah, so that's pretty much the story on what should I do. Like, he texts me from an app because I ended up changing my number. So he texts um, on my old app and was like, oh, I would be with you. But, you know, you played me. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I really do? But, yeah. I'm listening to it and I'm stuck on the part where the nigga ran you over and you still trying to make it work. Like this, what you need to do is not text him, not call him, not engage in this relationship anymore because it's not working out. It's not working out. I don't know. If somebody ran me over, that's it. I don't care what the fuck. I don't care if the sex was good. I don't care if... I don't even care if you my mom. If you ran me over, we ain't fucking no more. I ain't fucking with you. I cannot fuck with you after you run my ass over. So that alone, is, that's probably like the only thing I took away from this. The nigga ran you over, so it's over in my head. It ain't even nothing to talk about, nothing to discuss. And then he's texting... Hold on. Something else threw me off about this, too. You broke in his house after leaving. The shit is just very toxic. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. Uh, It was something else that threw me off about this. He ran you over on. He ran you over with his car prior to the day you called. Okay, then you left. And you didn't leave till Friday. I don't even know what to tell you other than don't get back together with this nigga. Don't text him. It ain't going to work. If you text him and y'all get back together and he run your ass over, it's going to have to be your fault because you are enabling the relationship. You got to let it go. I always, first of all, that's my advice. Okay. If, if you got advice for this person, leave it down below in the comment section. But girl, this is not it. This ain't going to work out for you. Let it go. Keep it moving. Anytime I come across these uh, abusive relationships, I just always have to question the person that's sticking around with the the abusive person um it always seems like and I hate to say this but this is how I perceive it it just seems like people like being in that toxic shit like some people are okay with being with people that treat them like shit 
and they enjoy doing the toxic shit. Like you breaking into this nigga's house, he's running you over, you going back and forth on him, you getting with a nigga that's you moving in with a nigga, the nigga's lights is off. Like it's just like Like, I have to believe, I have to believe that when people sign up for this shit, they want this shit. Like, they like the toxicity. Because for me, I would have walked away right away. And I, I'm glad that you are asking someone about what to do. And I hope that my advice is really going to get you to stop being with this guy. But if you're just going to end up still being with the guy after asking, I don't know why. Like, I, I have had friends in the past that have dealt with guys like this. They come to me about it and they go back to the shit. And I'm like, what is it? Like, what is the hold that this negativity has on the lives of some, you know? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know. But I've even been in the situation myself. Like, I fought a girl and I'm getting back together with the girl. That shit is rooted in confusion and lack of self-love. We got to stop fucking with people that don't fuck with us the way they're supposed to fuck with us. We got to stop fucking with people that don't care about us. We got to stop fucking with people that don't care about themselves. Like, who the fuck runs somebody over without thinking about the fucking consequences of it? If you wanted to, and I'm surprised you didn't, you could have called the police on that nigga. That nigga would have been fucking locked the fuck up. And he, like, the nigga didn't even think about what he did. You can't be with somebody that doesn't think about the consequences of their actions. That is foolish. To be with a nigga that doesn't think about the consequences of their actions and to be the nigga that doesn't think about the consequences of their actions. We're not kids anymore. You can really fuck up your life and end up in jail off some dumb shit. And to be with somebody that's going to do some shit like that, I don't know. Running over is crazy. I don't heard a lot of shit, but I ain't never heard of somebody running somebody over. That's so crazy. But I'm not even judging you. I'm just encouraging you to want better for yourself and to do better for yourself and to leave this nigga and to not go back to the nigga. Like, don't be calling and asking for advice if you're just going to go back to the nigga because I know a lot of people that just go back to the nigga. I have faith that you're going you gonna to push forward and leave this guy behind. All right, you guys. That's the end of today's show. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Let me give y'all my rap. I'm F-R-E-E. Fuck nigga free bitch. Get the fuck out of my face. I'm about to be on TV. It's Constance the Pod and you tune in, tapping in. Don't play with your girl because, baby, I'm going to win. And I'm rich in the, in the, in the head. And I'm rich in the, in the, in the bed. Getting wet with my girl over the, and in the, in the. Okay. I tried. I think that was pretty good. I haven't freestyled for y'all in a minute. And I think that was pretty good. Okay. Um. <laughs> That's the end of today's show. If you need advice, give me a call, 240-587-3186. Click the link down below in the description box or click the link in my Instagram bio. I can't just apply it. Click on the Dear Constance Advice column tab and that will take you to my advice column there. You can leave a written submission if you don't want to call, okay? Leave me a review and a reading. After today's show, head over to Apple Podcasts on the uh, on your Apple phone, right? You can get it on the Apple. You can get it by visiting the app store. Just search for Apple Podcasts, download the app. It's free. Then search for Constance the Podcast. Click on my thing. Leave me a review and a rating. I'll shout you out here. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. Screenshot this post on the Instagram story. Let me know you made it this far. Um, I hope y'all are interacting with me in the comments. I hope y'all are engaged with me in the comments. I fuck with you guys so fucking hard. Uh, we're almost at the end of May. I've been doing, I've been podcasting every day since March. God is good. Y'all help me stay consistent because y'all tapping, y'all engaged, y'all waiting for the shows to drop. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um... 
Don't forget that you can listen to Concepts of Podcast on podcast streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever. You can also watch me on YouTube. Just search for Concepts of Podcast. I will see you guys in tomorrow's episode, all right?